happy Thursday morning to you. So glad to have you with us here on the Back Row Morning Show only on Back Row Radio. Mo is not with me in the studio this week. If you haven't caught up yet uh, on any of our, our shows earlier in the week, uh, we had we had something come up kind of kind of last minute. But I, actually, you know, they knew about it. I just didn't think they knew how much it was going to encompass their time. Uh, so we. Uh, we weren't able to get Mo in to record, and it was kind of a last-minute deal, so I couldn't get anybody else to replace her. So it's just me. I'm doing my best, doing my best, and uh, I hope you're enjoying the shows this week. But today, you don't really have to worry about it all much because all that much because it's Throwback Thursday, which means we're going to be kicking it back to a classic episode of the Back Row Baptist podcast, uh, which had Mo and had a couple other guests on it as well. So you will hear some great discussion today in addition to just my charming voice as we talk about Christianese translations. Plus, latest news, random facts, and more. Actually, I'm not sure we have random facts today. <coughs> nope, we don't have random facts today. Just the latest news, and then we'll dive in to our classic discussion. It is October 10th, and that means it is National Angel Food Cake Day. I don't care for angel food cake. Um, it's too spongy for me, you know? It's weird. It's a weird cake. I've never enjoyed it. Uh, I do like devil's food cake, though. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that says about me. It's also Na- National Cake Decorating Day. So if you're a fan of cake, today's your day, man. Uh, it's also National Love Your Hair Day, which kind of seems like a slap in the face. To bald people. So thanks a lot for that, whoever made this holiday. In the news today, Amazon has just placed an order for over 100,000 electric delivery vans, a purchase that is now going down in history as the largest for electric vehicles in the world. The first of the vans are set to hit the roads in 2021 with 10,000 new EVs purchased from Riv- Revivan? Riv- no, wait, Rivian. Rivian. Tesla's sustainable automotive rival, rival, I can't talk, all these V's are confusing me, purchased from Rivian, Tesla's sustainable automotive rival. The full fleet is expected to hit public roads before 2030. Uh, The $440 million investment is expected to save 4 million metric tons of carbon per year by 2030. I don't know, I don't know how many of you have been in a Tesla yet, one of these like autopilot hands-free things but my wife and i were in orlando a few weeks ago and uh we got an uber and the uber was a tesla and hot dang that is an experience like i you know you hear about it and you think oh that's cool whatever but i mean experiencing that so we're sitting there and i realized it was a tesla once we got in but i noticed that there's like this giant computer monitor looking thing in the middle of the dash and at first I thought that that was an addition that they had put in for, you know, the Uber, you know. But then I looked over to, like, the console area where you would see the speedometer and all that, and there's nothing there. Like, it's all in that monitor, and it's very sleek. It doesn't look out of place, but it's big. You know, it's bigger than you normally see. And I'm looking, and I'm seeing, like, on the left side, it's got, it's got her car, and then it's showing you the traffic all around you. And it's showing it in real time of where those cars are and if they're if those cars are, are bleeding into your lane a little bit or, or whatnot. And it gives you like a little bit of a warning. But it even has like the shape of the specific cars modeled there. Like if there's a truck next to you, you're seeing a truck icon. If there's a van, you're seeing a van. 
And so it's picking all this up. And I see the button autopilot on or off, and it's set to off. And I ask, I say, that says autopilot? What does that mean? And she said, I don't normally do anything until somebody asks. And then she just takes her hand off the wheel. We're on the highway, okay? We got cars going all around us. We're going like 60 miles an hour. She takes her hand off the steering wheel, and the car is driving. And it is fantastic, it did it so perfectly, so smoothly. It's set. You can set it to be a specific set of car lengths away from uh, the car in front of you. So she sets it to like four. So it makes sure it stays there. So the speed kind of increases and decreases a little bit, but not so much that you feel it. And she said, now, uh, every now and then, like a car will cut her off or something. And she said, so, you know, I can grab the wheel and do what I need to, but the car is going to react faster than I would. I'm like, that's insane. But it was so cool. It was so flippin' cool. She said that what happens with the Teslas is that they roll off the lot and they're kind of like newborn babies. <coughs> they don't know much. And so as they drive through roads that, through roads and experience traffic and experience speeds and whatever, it learns. It learns how to drive on these roads. And then it's uploaded to the cloud, and then that cloud knowledge gets shared with all the other Teslas. And so eventually this will have mapped the entirety of the United States and as more and more Teslas Teslas get on the road. And so honestly, I don't much I don't much care about Teslas in the way of, you know, climate change and all that kind of stuff. It's just not on my mind. But I do care about Teslas for the ability to drive itself. It's just so amazingly cool. Now we didn't get to experiencing experience it like stoplights or anything like that but i would assume it just kind of follows the traffic i'm not sure but it's really neat really neat thing really neat experience so i'm all for these electric cars let's bring them uh sorry a little segue from the news back to the news japanese researchers said that they have developed artificial blood artificial blood that can be transfused into patients regardless of their blood type and can vastly improve the chances of survival of seriously injured people. The artificial blood created by a team of scientists primarily from the National Defense Medical College has proved effective in experiments on rabbits. For possible application on humans, the artificial blood gets around problems with identifying blood types in emergency situations and overcomes limits on storing real blood from donors. That's fantastic. We had a story like this a while back about a, a process to put donated blood through that would make it uh, universal, no matter what the type was. But this is even better if it's healthy. You know, if this artificial blood can be healthy, uh, that's fantastic. You don't have to worry about storage limits. And, you know, we don't have to, when, when there's a tragedy, we don't have to have a rush of people donating blood. And you don't have to worry about blood types. That's fantastic. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, lastly, a professional eater down 50 slices of pumpkin pie in 10 minutes to win a New York State contest and set a new record for the event. The Great Pumpkin Farm in Clarence said Molly Schuyler of California was the top prize winner of the 10th annual hands-free World Pumpkin Pie Eating Contest. Schuyler, Schuyler, this is a weird name. Schuyler 
set a new record for the event by finishing 50 slices, beating her own record of 48 slices that she set in 2017. So this is hands-free, too. So this is eating a slice after slice with no hands, just shoving your face uh, in and shoving the pie in your mouth hole. That's, uh, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> you know, the uh, if you're at a church picnic and they're going to have a pie-eating contest, I have the way you can win. And you don't even have to eat that much pie. Shove your face down into the pie as deep as you can and then swipe it back and forth to where you're almost knocking all the pie out. Eat some of the pie. Eat as much pie as you can. But just that motion, it's kind of like how when you have a, like a, a pile of peas on your plate that you don't want to eat. So you spread the peas around and make it look like you ate some. Make it look like there's less on the plate. That's kind of the idea behind this. Just you know, move the pie around. It looks like you've eaten the whole pie, even though most of it's going to be just sitting there on your forehead. Uh, yeah, I've won two pie-eating contests like that. So, just a little tip if you want to cheat your way to victory. Okay, maybe not the best idea. Coming up next, can you define all of these Christianese translations? Stick around for that. But first, it is Thursday, and it's Throwback Thursday, which means we are kicking off this next batch of music with three songs from 95 to 2005. Stick around. We'll be back at the top of the hour. Hey, have you heard? We're so glad that you're listening to the Back Row Morning Show in its podcast form. But we hear there's actually an entire radio station that plays some amazing Christian music throughout the show and all day long. We've heard and now you have too. Join us at BackRowRadio.com and stream online or download our free app for iPhone and Android. Back Row Radio, Christian music in every flavor. Hey, lunch is my treat today. Great, I am starved. Taco Barn? No, I'm thinking Jerry's House of Prime Rib. Oh, not Taco Barn? Not unless Taco Barn has prime rib. Well, not the last time I checked. How about lobster bisque? No, is that something you put on a tostado? Uh, How about garlic potatoes? No, they have tacos. Does Jerry's House of Prime Rib have tacos? Are you kidding? How about tostados? Sorry. Burritos? Taco Barn, isn't that the home of the organic burrito? Very organic. You like that stuff, don't you? Oh, yeah. Fine, we'll do Taco Barn. When we want something, we can't get it from just anywhere. We have to get it from where it can be found. We all want eternal life. And the Bible says that anyone who believes in Jesus has eternal life. Are you searching for eternal life where it can be found? Welcome to Taco Barn. Can I take your order? You have prime rib.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here on this Thursday morning. Glad to have you with me here. And today is Throwback Thursday, as we have said so far, and that means we're going to kick it back to a classic conversation from our former podcast. Uh, our old podcast, the Back Row Baptist Podcast, is no longer available online, so you can't get the old episodes anymore. So we are trying to preserve some of our favorite episodes by taking you back to them uh, here through the Back Row Morning Show. It's where we got our start, and uh, we had quite the following uh, we hit, we hit a million downloads uh, by I think about this time last year. Yeah, so we are going to take you back to that now. This is our episode on Christianese translations, uh, and uh, our guests, I believe, are my wife Deidre Coker and our friend Tyler Kelly. Enjoy. Hey. I'm your host, Matt Coker, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Megan Oaks, also known as Mo. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the BRBP. Have you ever wondered what phrases like, bless your heart, or I'll pray about it, really mean? All that will be revealed in a moment. And to help us do all that will be our guest for today, Deidre Coker. I'm eating a burrito. (laughs) And Tyler Kelly. Hello. Glad to have you all here. It's going to be a great show. And the fun starts now with our game for the day. We're going to play Would You Rather. Yay! Today on the show, we're trying to get into the minds of our church folks. So today I thought we would try and figure out what you would rather do in some tough situations. We've asked over a hundred of our regular listeners five Would You Rather questions. And you'll have to guess which choice was the most popular. Simple enough? Simple enough. All right, now our current undisputed back row champion is John Berkey, and he'll defend his title the next time he's on the podcast. But for today, this battle's just for the glory. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. Then let's play Would You Rather. Gotta get get, get. Would you rather do this or would Gotta get get. You rather. Gotta get get. Do that. Now. Or would. Now. You rather. Do that. First question, okay. I'm going to give you the two options. Y'all are each going to guess which one you thought was the most popular choice. Question one, would you rather listen to Audio Adrenaline's Big House on repeat for a week or listen to the VeggieTales theme song on repeat for four days? Deidre. I got to say that I love the Audio Adrenaline song. Big House? Big House, yes. I'll Sorry. <laughs> I gotta say that I love Big House, and that's the <laughs> one that I picked, and I feel like everyone else probably loves it, too. Mm-hmm. So. So you're saying Big House? Saying. Big House. Okay. No? Big, Big House. Who doesn't like that? Lots and lots of rooms. Yep. All right. You got the Yeah, for me, it would have to be Big House. <laughs> Although I will say, in our car, my wife has, like, an eight-pack of Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. <laughs> Silly songs. <laughs> Silly songs with Larry. <laughs> All right, so you're all locking in with Big House? Big House. Yes. You're all wrong. <laughs> it was close. Uh, Big House got 47% of the vote. Okay. VeggieTales edged out with 53%. I think wow. that's because a lot of people probably did not know what Big House was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuses, excuses. Whatever. Number two, would you rather have only the message as your Bible for a year or have only the KJV as your Bible for a year? Tyler. I'd probably say King James Version. At least everything's in there. (laughs) (laughs) Father says KJV, Mo. I'm going to say the message. The message? Deidre? If it were me, I would do KJV because that's what I grew up with, so I can read it. Yeah. But I'm going to think 
the average the Christian. average person <laughs> who would be answering these questions, I will say the message. Message? Tyler is right. It's wow. KJV. Oh, and by a wide margin, wow. KJV was chosen 84% to wow. 16%. So Tyler. I'm sorry, I didn't believe in you guys. I know. <laughs> Tyler gets an early lead. I honestly didn't like the message until Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. And hearing some of the translations. I like, just I like it just for a couple places. Yeah. yeah. As a Bible, I don't like it. But mm-hmm. for a couple ways, uh, a couple things, especially like Psalms. They get a little more poetic, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like those. Um, but yeah, not as your. It's definitely mainstay more like commentary. Yeah, to use during your Bible study time. Yeah, kind of a real paraphrase situation. Yeah. Okay, number three. Would you rather be called out by the pastor in the middle of the sermon for talking, <laughs> or spill coffee on your crotch as you walk out of Sunday school and have to walk into the worship service looking like you peed yourself? Mo. Okay, I know that I'm in the minority, but I'm going to stand up for my answer. <laughs> I would rather be called out by the pastor. I was thinking that too, because at least if you're called out, everyone knows, you know, if you the spill truth. coffee on yourself, you'd have to just like make an announcement. Walk Go in to every single place. Attention everyone, it's not pee. <laughs> and then on top of that, you have the lasting... Results of smelling like coffee during That's the entire true. service and being cold because your crotch is soaked. And yeah, it's a momentary Don't minute. Say crotch. <laughs> I said crotch too. It's, <laughs> it's just weird when you say it. Ladies, don't say crotch. Please. Okay. <laughs> Tyler, what do you think? They're both uh, saying getting called out in the middle of service. Yeah, I'm going to go. People are going to say um, dropping their coffee. Dropping their coffee? I mean, because think about, it depends on your church size, for sure. But if you drop coffee on yourself, there's going to be, I mean... You can sneak in the back. And yeah, there might be some people that don't see you do it. But if you get called out in front of everybody, everybody's everybody going to know. See, that was my thinking, too. I do have a story, though. Okay, go this. ahead. First, first time I came to this church, Highland Baptist Church. Um, very first time I walked in the door, somebody asked me to carry the tea jug. From the kitchen, sat on the table, no problem, you got it. I took two steps and spilled the entire tea jug all over the carpets, which they had just had professionally cleaned. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. yeah. We're never asking him to carry anything again. And, and as you can see, no one has ever forgot it. <laughs> all right, so Tyler says spill coffee on yourself. Mo and Deidre say get called out in the middle. Tyler has two points. Wow. People chose spill coffee on yourself and look like you peed yourself at 58% to 42% for getting called out in the sermon. Don't talk and you won't get called out. Jeez. (laughs) All right. So Tyler's ahead with two. Two weeks ago. Mo and Deidre have nothing. And if you spill coffee on yourself, you always have the chance of a good friend that's the Billy Madison type that will spill some coffee on themselves and help you out. So. All right, number four. Would you rather force yourself to eat an entire book like Ezekiel ate a scroll in the Bible or force yourself to eat bread that was cooked over animal feces also like Ezekiel did in the Bible? I really hope that everyone picked the book because feces, that's gross. But you're not eating animal feces. It was just cooked over like a fire made with animal feces. Yeah, and that's actually... 
<laughs> I mean, I know manure, that's how, you know, they help our vegetables grow, but... But imagine trying no. to force yourself to eat a book. Yeah. What if it, like, the smell gets in the food? That's good. But a book isn't food. It's a tree, right? Will, You're eating a tree. I will tell you, I work around dairies for a living, um, so if you feel that way, I wouldn't drink milk. Right? <laughs> right? Your milk is coming from a pile of poop. Yeah. It really, it really is. Yeah. It's All right, so Dave, you get to choose first. I would say book. Book? Tyler? Um, definitely uh, bread. Bread? I'm going bread. Bread? Yeah. Daedra's on the board. Wow. People chose eat a book Nonsense. at 52%. People see feces and freak out. It was really close. 52% to 48%. These are probably also the people that ate incredible amounts of glue while they were in kindergarten. <laughs> That's 48% of our fan base. That was <laughs> Chances are, in that campfire, there was some sort of animal feces. (laughs) Okay, this last one, I'm going to go ahead and tell you in advance, came between a two-point margin. Wow. All right, so just shy of 50-50. Wow. Last one, would you rather be the salt of the earth but everything you ate tasted like pure salt, and you always had salt all over your body and bed and chair and basically anywhere you go, like a salty version of pig pen. <laughs> or be the light of the earth, but you were so bright that anyone in a room with you wouldn't be able to see, and you could close your eyes, but you would never see darkness again, even when you're trying to sleep. Man. Mo, you get to go first. I'm saying salt. Salt? 100%. I like to sleep way too much. Have you ever gotten, like, sand in your butt yeah. from the beach? Yep. I don't think uh. I can live with that <laughs> the rest well, of my life. Well, and salt is a little bit different consistency than sand is. So what I'm thinking is swimming in salt water, and you get out and you dry in the mm. sun, and you have that feeling. It's a very gritty feeling, and I could live with that. I could not live with not being able to close my eyes and go to sleep. I, I don't think I could live with, like, the taste, tasting salt. Everything tastes like salt. Oh, Everything I love tastes salt. like salt. What if you want chocolate? Or nope. you want something <laughs> sweet? Ice cream? Nope. Yeah. I would have to say the light, because light. if you are completely exhausted, you will sleep. Eventually, Even yeah. if it's <laughs> Okay, so Mo says... But then nobody can be around you, because it's no you're too bright. <laughs> Just get them some of those Eclipse glasses. <laughs> All right, Mo says salt, Dater says light, Tyler? Um, I'd say salt, too. Salt, too? Yeah, at least you can have friends. Yeah, right? <laughs> we wouldn't be miserable and lonely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The answer was light. What? By 51 to 49. Wow. Dater gets a point, and she ties it up with Tyler, which means we got to go to a tiebreaker, y'all. Yay. Mo got no points. Oh, well. You literally got five wrong, Mo. <laughs> So here's our tiebreaker. Of the first 100 people who responded to this game, how many of them had either a first or a last name that starts with the letter D? What? I was one of them. Closest to... uh, Out of 100? Closest to the correct. Out of 100. 100 Closest to the correct number wins. That starts with. Not like... Yeah, either a first name and or a last name that starts with the letter D. 
Do we have to write it down, or do you want no, to No, just, just tell me. 25. Oh, that's what I was going to say. See? This well, is... you have a choice now. 24. <laughs> See? That's a place <laughs> The answer was eight. Oh, eight. Only wow. eight. Yeah, surprising. That's a game. Our winner, by a hair, Dave Dracoger. Victory speech. That's two today. games in a row, isn't it? I yeah. won last time, too. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wraps up game time. Now we're going to move on to the main topic of our show, Christianese. Christianese is the, con- the contained terms and jargon used within many of the branches and denominations of Christianity as a functional system of religious terminology. In other words, it's how we say things without saying them. You want some examples? I think they want some examples, Matt. Let's give them some examples. <laughs> if it's God's will, means keep dreaming. <laughs> I'll be praying for you means there's an outside chance I'll remember this conversation later today. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading mine. <laughs> I don't feel led means try and make me. <laughs> I know you are really busy, but can you help means my ministry is more important than your responsibilities. <laughs> Let's have a word of prayer means I'm going to pray for a really, really long time. <laughs> prayer concerns means gossip. <laughs> Bless her heart means did she fall on her head as a child? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be divisive, but means the church is already splitting over this. <laughs> Church fellowship means organized gluttony. <laughs> in conclusion means I'll be done in about 30 more minutes. <laughs> I need to pass along a prayer request means did you hear that Shelly is sleeping around on Ben? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone named Shelly or married to a Ben. So right. I hope so we're, we're if if there's anyone out there listening who happens to be a Shelly or a Ben married to a Shelly or a Ben, we're not talking about you. <laughs> anyway, that's not my spiritual gift. Means find someone else. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Means I'm stumped here, but I need to keep up appearances. <laughs> I'll lead us in prayer. Means listen to how holy I am. <laughs> Just trust God means, just trust God, because I'm not going to be here for you. (laughs) Amen, Pastor, means you finally said something I agree with. (laughs) Lord willing means I have no intentions of showing up. (laughs) I use that all the time. (laughs) Lord willing, I'll be there. Oh, gosh. I'm not gifted in that area means no chance in heck I'm taking on that much responsibility for free. (laughs) I was just reading my Bible means I was just doing anything but reading my Bible. (laughs) Oh, that outfit is too revealing for church means help me mop my drool up off the floor. (laughs) God led me in another direction Sunday morning means I slept in. (laughs) We're going to fellowship means we're going to eat so much fried chicken and pie. (laughs) I feel like God is telling me to say this to you means I'm going to hurt you now and blame God. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was up early this morning praying for you means, dude, you will never be as righteous as I am. <laughs> God really helped me on that test means I didn't study, but I guessed well enough that it had to be a miracle. <laughs> that does explain my college years. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways means I have nothing helpful to say. <laughs> I'll be praying for you means I can't even remember your name. <laughs> Invite people without a church home means steal the best softball players from the other churches. (laughs) She has such a sweet spirit means she's an airhead. (laughs) (laughs) It's all part of God's plan means I'm not prepared for this conversation. (laughs) I prayed about it and I don't think I should means here's an argument you can't refute. (laughs) I have two more. Are you done? I'm done. Yeah, we're done. Oh. I have two more. (laughs) Does tithing have to mean money? I tithe 10% of my time instead means I'm buying a Harley. (laughs) And lastly, that's not how we usually do it means change it back or I'm moving to the church down the street. That is a list of a hashtag party we had back in 2014. You can find this list and many more in my new book, Please Don't Side Hug Me, The Best of Back Row Baptist. Link is in the description. Of course, this is a tongue-in-cheek look at Christianese, but probably more common words you might think of, think nothing of anymore, but might confuse an outside observer are words like devotions, quiet time, the flesh, oh, yeah. and even fellowship. Um... Do you think using phrases like this isolates us from the rest of the world? Or more important, makes them feel isolated from us? Because we, de- we develop our own language, like, a cult- like any culture does. I it's a normal thing. Say, like, a cult. Me too. like a cult. <laughs> like any culture does. Church culture. Uh, but some things can freak people out when, yeah. when not in context. Like if we talk about communion, or, you know, this is the body and the blood of Christ. What are we doing? What are we eating? What? Right. What? Well, even simple terms like salvation and baptism. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I shouldn't say simple terms. That sounded kind of condescending of me. But terms Jeez, like salvation so and baptism. I know. Things that everyone should know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, to someone who is newly saved, they may, or new to coming to church, they may be like, wait, what? what is this salvation? What am I... Being saved from right, like for instance, in in celebrate recovery, which uh, we're all involved with, um, we have a lot of people who come to CR that aren't churched, um, didn't grow up in church, and this might be the first time they've ever been in a church. Um, and we read the twelve steps, but then we also read a Bible verse that goes along with them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I could see as being an outside observer thinking. That's really weird, you know, yes. whenever they read some of these verses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh, there was one specific one. I can't remember it now. Which one it was. Do well, we and I, I've always kind of felt, even as someone who's been churched her entire life, the first time coming to CR and hearing, okay, so the two people on stage lead in the step, and then as a unit, the congregation, the rest of the body says the verse, Okay, this is a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just became a cult. <laughs> and I think when we started CR, we didn't do that. We didn't all say those together. But I Here, us, sur- we didn't. Yeah, yeah, at the Highland. But I remember the serenity prayer at the end. Everyone mm-hmm. said it. And I think one time Matt had to 
lead or something, and he had me be in the sanctuary to do the slides. And that was like the first time I heard everyone saying the serenity prayer together. And I remember thinking, this is really weird. (laughs) Okay, this is the verse that I thought of this last week. Um, It's for step three, which is we made a decision to turn our lives and will over to God, the care of God. And the verse for that says, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Uh, Holy and pleasing. Yeah, holy and pleasing to God. Yeah. And I'm like, this is your spiritual act of worship. Yeah. If I didn't know what that meant, and this is my first time in church, I'm like, what? Sacrifices? I'm going to leave early before My body? CR is definitely a lot of people's first church experience. Yeah, yeah. So it's so strange. So I could see how that would be a major roadblock for a lot of people coming into the church or or interacting with Christians who don't on a regular basis. Um, So, I mean, (laughs) is that our responsibility? Are we isolating people? Do we need to dial it back? Church fellowship. You know, how often do we call dinner with our friends? Fellowship. Fellowship, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what fellowship is. Yeah. But, you know, if you tell a guy that's never been to church, hey, you want to come to church fellowship? They're going to be like, well, Uh, sure, what are we doing? (laughs) You know? Why don't, we just, why don't you just call it church lunch? Right? That's, that's what we're doing. Are we going to have a dinner? Organized gluttony. Right. <laughs> well, then some of these words make them feel like there's more to it than just what it is. Speaking on terms of fellowship, you know, we really are just getting together. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm inviting somebody who is unchurched to come to fellowship for the first time, well, what are you going to make me do? Yeah, they're going to think ceremony of some right. sort. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. Sure, there's going to be food, but I'm not signing on any dotted line anywhere. <laughs> no, we're literally just stuffing our faces. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. In fact, if we didn't have to talk to each other, that would be okay. That'd be ideal. <laughs> we could all have our own individual table. On the other side is our phone. <laughs> Good. <laughs> this is fellowship. <laughs> uh, all right, some good discussion so far. Let's take a breather and we'll get back to our discussion in a few minutes. We're going to pause right there. We'll get back to the rest of that episode in the next hour. Uh, but it is Throwback Thursday, so we are going to kick it off with three classic songs from 95 to 2005. But before we do that, it is time. For Love Thy Nerds, critical hit with Hector Murray. Take it away, Hector. Hey everyone, this is the Love Thy Nerd critical hit. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. So lately I've been playing Gears of War 5, which if I'm honest is one of my favorite installments in the Gears of War franchise. The fact that it's an Xbox exclusive obviously limits its playability with some, but Gears to me has always been this series that I thought was worth my time. When Gears of War 4 rolled around, I was a little suspect at the concept of jumping forward in the future and playing with the next generation of COG kids. Uh, You know, having Marcus Phoenix's son being a main character just felt a little strange and I honestly didn't know if if I was down with it. But now that we're two games deep into this next generation franchise, I actually enjoy it and it feels organic. 
because there's something true and valuable in the idea of passing on to the next generation, passing on what you have, what you've learned, what you've experienced to the next generation and to people that can carry out the same things that you've hoped for and dreamed for and loved. And Marcus and that generation passing on their wisdom from the cogs, not just in their successes, but in their failures, is something I've really enjoyed experiencing. Because that's what scripture teaches us to do as well. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Paul is telling Timothy, the stuff I've taught you, you need to pass on to others. And you need to pass on to others the things that I've taught you. You need to keep finding people that you can trust to keep this going. And, you know, the whole idea of Gears of War passing on their story to a next generation that can keep the franchise going, I I love that. And realistically, we are the products of previous generations that have passed on to us something so valuable. It's up to us to keep that going. Not only should we believe it and live it out ourselves, but we should be actively passing on what God has shown us and done in our lives to the generation to come. I want you to know that Love Thy Nerd exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors through thoughtful content, relational outreach, and intentional community. Check out our website at lovethynerd.com, our thriving Facebook community where you can interact on a daily basis. We have several podcasts, one of which I host, and we're active on all the socials. You can also check me and my book series out over at Faith and Fandom on Facebook. to the background morning show here on this thursday it's thursday yes thursday morning uh it is throwback thursday which means we are throwing it back to a classic episode of the back row baptist podcast we are on the episode called christianese translations and uh it's a good one it's a funny one we want you to stick around for that it's actually uh, i think the rest of this episode that you're going to hear is mainly a game that you can play along with uh so stick around for that and uh and uh, let's 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 test your knowledge. Let's test your knowledge. Let's see what you know, how well you know the phrases and words that you hear in Christian culture each and every day. Kicking back to the middle of that episode with our guests, Deidre Coker and Tyler Kelly. So getting back to the topic of Christianese, I'd like to lead an activity here. There's actually an online Christianese dictionary, dictionaryofchristianese.com. I'm going to say a word or phrase, and I want you guys to come up with your best guess of what it means. Okay? Okay. okay. All right. This phrase is bachelor till the rapture. What? What do you think that means? It's not an actual game. We're not making points, so y'all can talking discuss about it. a priest. That's what they're talking about. about. Ah! He's, he's, he's a bachelor until the rapture. Yes. I see. A priest. See, I 
priest. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, yeah, that could work. It's a Christian man who thinks he's unlikely to ever marry or who plans to remain celibate for yeah. the rest of his life. <laughs> Bachelor to the rapture. <laughs> it wouldn't technically be a priest because they don't really believe in the same end times that we do. Oh, that's true. Catholics. Oh, I get you. Yeah. But, that's, so. That's All right. True. Next one is called Alka-Seltzer Christian. What's an Alka-Seltzer Christian? A Christian that turns your stomach. Someone who goes to church with <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good definition. Uh, <laughs> a Christian that walks in every Sunday morning singing Big Big House by um, Audio Journal. <laughs> Aw, you didn't like Big Big House? When I was four, maybe. <laughs> you got a guess? Nope. No. It's a churchgoer who attends church on Sunday morning, showing zeal and emotion during the service, but who has nothing to do with church all week until next Sunday. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz, big showing, but then fizzles out. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. Look at that Alka Seltzer Christian. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? Gastro evangelism. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I would probably say that's somebody um, that really wants to teach others about God but doesn't really know what they're doing. <laughs> so just, you know, just kind of diary of the mouse kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I get out of that. That's good thinking. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say diary on this? Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Why do all of these have to deal with intestinal yeah. <laughs> Next is going to be a Pepto-Christian. <laughs> uh, Alright. Gastro- gastro-evangelism is evangelism in which Christians give out free food, such as bottles of water, snow cones, pizza, hamburgers, to draw strangers into conversation <laughs> in order to show gospel. So these are people that go to like the county fair or whatever and set up a booth and say, hey, we got free water or come get a free pizza. Let me tell you about Jesus while you're here. That kind it of thing. It could work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a... It's a, it's a, it's a good tactic. It's a good tactic. <laughs> free food. Free food any, has always been a good draw. Yeah. I bet there aren't any in Arizona. They're not allowed to have potlucks or anything. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What? There, there's strict oh, yeah. strict health codes in Arizona, you so you can't have, have potlucks potluck. or anything like that in, in Arizona. New Mexico's technically. But so, do they not way. have fairs then, where you can really? get the oh, if you have like a, a food you, truck? you gotta pass health codes and health okay. things, or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> All right, here's the next one. Doubled eggs. Doubled eggs. Doubled eggs. Not deviled. Doubled, Doubled eggs. eggs. Doubled eggs. Doubled eggs. No, they're called angel eggs. Yes, yes, there you go. <laughs> and we don't put the paprika on top because red is the color of the devil. <laughs> it is a euphemism for the food widely known as deviled eggs. It's just a deliberate mispronunciation. Uh, it omits the perceived reference to the devil. Other versions are angeled eggs, naughty eggs, sanctified eggs, and stuffed angel eggs. I don't want to eat no naughty eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your naughty eggs. I brought some naughty eggs, everybody. Dig in. <laughs> what have those I'm, eggs been doing? <laughs> <laughs> they got a little too close in the pot. <laughs> we got the regular eggs over there. These are the naughty ones. <laughs> All right. The next one is bragamony. Bragamony? Mm-hmm. Oh, when you oh, brag about yeah, yourself yeah. during your testimony? Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. That's exactly it. A testimony in which the emphasis is on one's own accomplishments rather than on the God's power and grace. Was mine a bragamony? No. Okay, good. 
All right, here's another one. The Frozen Chosen. Frozen Chosen? Okay, so they're the people that are saved, but they're too cold and stiff. They know that they're saved, so they're, they don't have to reach out to anybody else. They're safe and secure in their salvation, so they're frozen and stiff. Okay, that's a good thinking. I'm going to go completely different. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the group of people <clears throat> that happen to know about the gallon of ice cream hidden in the purchase <laughs> fridge. <laughs> Frozen chosen. Frozen chosen. I'm, I'm going to say it's the old ladies in the sanctuary that are always cold. Yes. <laughs> yes Three different really ideas here. Yeah. All right. The Frozen Chosen is... Christians in mainline denominations whose church services and styles of worship are more formal and orderly uh-huh. than the services of other denominations such as Pentecostals, Evangelicals, and Charismatics. Christians designated the Frozen Chosen are usually Presbyterians, Episcopalians, or members of other mainline denominations. Yeah. Frozen and they're... They're just, you know, boring. They yeah, don't, our definitions they don't, are way better. No dancing, no lifting your hands, no clapping. Do what? Our no definitions are way better. <laughs> Those are good. Good thinking. You guys are, you guys are using your, your brains here. This is fun. I like this game. All right. We got a few more here. This one is Flash Prayer. Flash Prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Amen. <laughs> yeah, my dinner prayer for sure. <laughs> is that like a flash mob where like we oh. all just... <laughs> And All pray. of a sudden, we're praying in the, in the mall. middle of the mall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Now, flash prayer is a brief, spontaneous, urgent, and or specific prayer made up of few words and getting straight to the point. Yep. So, yeah, oh. exactly what that says. It's like when you're telling Thanks someone for this your food, problems. God. Amen. And Amen. when you're telling someone their pro- your problems, and they're like, I'm going to pray for you right now, and they make you stop. That's an immediate prayer. <laughs> Yeah, no, that could work. I just have this picture in my head now of all of us going to the mall. I know. And, and doing a fresh flash. We'll be talking mom. to people or whatever, and then <laughs> people will be like, "Who are these weirdos that just came into the mall and fell asleep?" <laughs> <laughs> They're not allowed. To... Yeah. Don't wake them. Everybody, just back up. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, I got an acronym for you. JPMs. JPMs. Jesus. What's a JPM? <laughs> Jesus proud men. <laughs> <laughs> They're men proud for Jesus. Just proud men. That's all we are. No, they're Aww. Jesus proud, not just proud. Nothing? Nobody? (laughs) JPM stands for Jesus per minute. The number of times per minute the name Jesus is mentioned in a song. What's the JPM on that song? When you just said that, I heard per minute. Like, fermented. Permanent. (laughs) No, but it wasn't permanent. It was... Permanent. Yeah. (laughs) Permanent. What what you talking about over there, Matt? Jesus per minute. There you go. Jesus per minute. (laughs) All right. Next one. Burger King Bible. You can have it just the way you like it. Have it your way. Have it your way. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's the it's message. It's the message. <laughs> I, feel like the, I feel like the newest version of the NIV more fits that. But <clears throat> No, that is correct. It's the act of accepting some things from the Bible, but not accepting others. It's your way. All right, last one. Sloppy agape. Ooh. 
That's a kissin'. Slappy <laughs> love. Purple. Purple. Purpling. 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 Guys, that kind of love is not agape. That's eros. <laughs> no, that's oh, true. Come on. That's true. I think it's you're not loving everyone, right? You're choosing who you love. You're, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're, you're thinking on the right level, but you're going the wrong direction. It is when you lavish merely verbal or superficial affirmations of love and care for someone that are not backed up by concrete action or long-term support. So it's saying, you know, oh, I love you, oh, I'm praying for you, but then you're not doing nothing. You don't care about them. You don't think about them any other time of the week. It's just for show, pretty much. Wow. So, so like 90% of Christians, right? 90% of Christians, yeah. All of us have been guilty of it. Yeah. <clears throat> All of us. Man. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel now, everybody? No, Sloppy. okay. <laughs> so clearly it's normal to come up with these phrases and try to explain the invisible spiritual realities of our culture, as we discussed. But when Jesus spoke to the people, he spoke in their language, using parables and language of their daily lives. He met them where they were. He explained his words. He didn't just speak a new holier verbiage and expect others to keep up. So when we get up in church and say things like, this past week I've experienced the unwavering grace of God, many of us might know what they're trying to say, what that means, but several who are new to church, like we discussed, might have no idea what that means and they likely will not ask. Mm. So how do we make our culture more accessible through the words that we say? This is the deep question. Dare I venture into saying it's about discipleship? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our church body has heard a lot of that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very true. I mean, we can't just stand on the stage or have conversation with people and expect them to understand if we're not taking the time throughout the week, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday, not just on Thursday, but taking the time throughout the week to have a relationship with them. Yeah. I feel like we have to, like I work with the kids a lot and... That's actually, yeah, that's a good I, point of view. Yeah, Thinking like... Thinking already where you're at. <laughs> I have to, you know, explain Bring those words little. to the kids. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll find myself saying something to the Sparkies and going, oh, they probably don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> and have to explain it further. And I know it's... Age-appropriate terms. I know at Celebration Place, that's even, like, you know, not only are they children, but they're children that don't typically go to church. Mm-hmm. So they haven't been exposed to those Christian words and phrases. And so we often have to explain, like, you even just said, Jesus spoke in parables. Someone might not even know what a parable is. What a parable is. is. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So we would, we would say... Stories that Jesus told that right. weren't real, but they did it to prove a lesson, you know, like tell you a lesson. Yeah. 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 So I I have a lot of experience, I think, in dumbing it down with kids, but I don't I don't know that I would. It's a poor phrase. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. You don't. Yeah, I know you didn't mean that as <laughs> got to make it dumber for them, but that's, I've been trying to avoid that's that. A term. <laughs> I know. I've just been trying to avoid so that term. But, yes, I would say, too, it's on the people coming in. Because if you're only coming in Sunday mornings to the big service, you know, maybe maybe things could get explained more during Sunday school or during Sunday nights. Or, you know, if you're, the more you come, 
It's kind of like if you're in a foreign country and you're exposed to the language, mm-hmm. you learn the it. more. So yeah, the, the more, more you come, make yourself get out learn, and do things and hear the language. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're that. only coming for an hour on Sunday, you know. Sure. Yeah. What are you? And there is nothing. I'll be really honest, y'all. I know that America is made up of immigrants all around, but there is nothing that frustrates me more than hearing someone who has lived here their entire life not be able to speak English. (laughs) And I lived in Italy for four years. I had to learn how to speak Italian if I wanted to be able to talk with the people who lived there. It was Mm -hmm. their country. It was their language. I had to learn it. It's just how it goes. So I feel like, but I had to have someone come alongside me and teach me. I couldn't just sit down and say, okay, this is how I ask (laughs) to order a gallon of water. This is how I, you know, this is how I buy things at the grocery store. I had to have someone teach me. So in the same aspect, we can't expect them. I feel like we shouldn't always, as Deidre said, dumb things down, (laughs) but instead come alongside them and walk them through what this new life looks like and what it means and sounds like. Mm -hmm. I know of several churches that um, went, they stopped using some of the words that we use just during our normal um, church times. Um, Like instead of worship, they just call it music. Mm -hmm. Or the song Um, service song service or instead of sermon time they call it teaching um instead of offertory time it's time of giving giving yeah um using more general words like that you think that's good yes certainly certainly, yeah Yeah. i mean i don't know that we want to dumb worship down into just music because yeah yeah. because that does kind of because it's not not music we're not just sitting around listening to music music, yeah Okay, yeah, I get that. Um, Yeah, I think we need to choose our words carefully, uh, especially when we know that we're in a situation, like at CR, Mm -hmm. when we know that we're in a situation where there could be a lot of people that wouldn't understand some of our phrasing. Um, That's part of what we have to look through testimonies for, uh, because before anyone can give a testimony at CR, we have to read through it. And one of the things we have to look for is overly churchy words, uh, because we want everybody to be able to connect to what they're saying. So we want to explain things and not just use hyperbole or or whatever else. Um, We need to be more honest, I think, about our actual emotions and our feelings and and our struggles that we've gone through and not just, oh, the devil's trying to get me this week, you know? (laughs) Someone who's... The devil is what? trying to get you? Right? What is happening? Where were you this week? Because I am not going there. So, so you're telling me the devil will chase me around? What? If I believe, will the devil? No. Um, we just don't hide behind you know fake words and fake masks and whatever. And that's that's something that we, we talk about a lot, I guess, on this yeah. podcast. But And it's hard to get out of. And it's every church. You know, It's not just our church. Uh, Sunday mornings are typically the most dishonest time that we have because we hide who, hide what we're really going through, hide how we're really feeling, family yelling at each other all the way driving up here and then slap on a plastic smile when they walk in the door. Yeah. And that's, it's, uh, it's too much about keeping up appearances of holiness. Yeah. Um, and I, I, our, our former, former pastor, 
to the one that we have here for about 15 years. Uh, I don't think he's this way, and, and I don't think he meant this as any kind of uh, mask or cover-up. But whenever you asked him how he was doing, he I'm would blessed. usually respond, I'm blessed, or blessed and highly favored. Yeah. And those are lines from, you know, straight from the Bible, blessed mm-hmm. and highly favored. And he I'm, still does that. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's just a habit he's gotten into because yeah. he... He's not uh, he's not trying to cover up that he's having a hard day or whatever. He's trying to remind himself, "Hey, I am I am blessed, and I I need to remember that, so I don't want to complain about anything." And that's that's a different form of this. But I think well, that just... also tells people right off the bat what he's all about. Yeah, true. Him, definitely. He's he's <laughs> definitely a grateful individual all around. Uh, I've only seen him mad once or twice in my whole life for the fifteen years that I've known him. Seventeen years. So the, the guy's super positive. But there are a lot of people that come on Sunday mornings and say, you know, I'm fine. I'm great. Things are great. Things are wonderful. <laughs> and you know that they're not. And nobody's life is good. Nobody's fine. Uh, and it's just, it's hard to get to the point where we can trust enough to be open and honest. And mm-hmm. I think that gets us into that habit of yeah. terminology right. to hide behind. Right. People who are looking for hope, looking for Jesus, looking for church, are looking for honesty. And if we're not willing to be honest, then we're doing them a disservice and we're doing God a disservice. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, and I just ruined the real serious moment. (laughs) It's all right. We we like to end on a happy note or funny note. Well, and much like you were just talking about the previous, previous pastor... Uh, there are times where I know that I'm having a really rough day or a really rough week or whatever, and I will say things, I will use some of those Christianese sayings or phrases, but it's almost in the same way that we say, hi, my name is Megan, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus who struggles with such and such mm-hmm. in Celebrate Recovery. To remind myself that even though surroundings and circumstances suck right now, this is my promise. Mm-hmm. You know, what I have to hold true to in the Bible is my promise. That there is mercy for tomorrow. With every new day, there is grace. Sure. You know, so. And of course, yeah. And all these ways, all these phrases, a lot of them come from the Bible. And a lot of them are things that we've we've come up with. Uh, as a church, and a lot of them are legitimate phrases that actually mean real things, and if you say them in a real way, that's fine. But I think we become complacent with them and rely on them too much, uh, sometimes as a mask for our own behavior. But yeah, especially in a personal nature, like you're talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, if you know what those words mean, you're saying them as for what they mean, and that inspires you, that's exactly how they're supposed to be used. Yeah. 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 I think this is a good time, though, to throw in skit guys once again, because I'm like I'm visualizing their <laughs> skit Grace over and over, you know, where um, Tommy plays a little kid yeah. and Eddie is trying to be his Sunday school teacher and explain to him what Grace is. And he starts off, well, I'm going to talk about Grace. And Tommy says, I know, I know Grace. Grace. She's in my class. She's pretty. <laughs> and then later on in the skit, Eddie says, when Jesus comes or when he comes back or, you no, know, he's talking about Zacchaeus. No, he says, no. he says, Jesus takes you as you are. Yes, and then Tommy <laughs> says, Jesus is going to take me! <laughs> I'm too young to die! <laughs> I wasn't 
my life so much differently. <laughs> All right. Anything else anyone wants to share on this topic before we close up? I want to give everyone an opportunity to talk. This is our formal invitation to Tommy and Eddie to come be on the back row Baptist again. Because again, because they, they were already on it yeah, for about a minute and 15 seconds. Right. Last year. If you're awesome. ever near us, we'll meet you somewhere. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for our show today. What Christianese phrases do you use all the time? And that will do it for our throwback to our classic episode of the Back Row Baptist podcast, Christianese Translations. We hope you enjoyed reliving that. I certainly enjoyed hearing it again. Uh, stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Back row, but louder. Two hours of the hardest rock and heaviest metal Christian music has to offer. Saturdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, only on Radio. to the Back Row Morning Show here on this Thursday morning. We're about to close out the show for the day and for the week for us. It's your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Proverbs 19, 21, 20 through 21. Listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And your thought for the day comes from Ravi, Ravi, Ruvi, Ribble, Rubble, Rubble, Ravi Zacharias. Ravi, I can't say it right. Why can't I say his name right? Ravi Zacharias. The faithful Christian cannot separate his or her life into sacred and secular worship and work. A Christian does not cease to worship the Lord when he or she goes to the workplace. Yes, that's a fantastic quote. Thank you for joining us this week. Well, thank you for joining me. I know it's been a bit rocky with just me in the studio. I usually really, really heavily rely on having someone else across the table from me. And uh, I'm sure that was evident at some parts this week. Uh, but I hope you at least got something out of my uh, my solo week here in the Back Row Morning Show. Uh, thank you for joining me. We will be back, Lord willing, with Mo next week, starting on Monday, Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. Our podcast for the show is usually available in the afternoon of the show uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, and anywhere podcasts are available. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, you will hear the final episode of You're My Friend and I Trust You with Donnie and Jordan. As we talked about last week, uh, I believe it was last Monday, uh, a week ago, we talked about how things are changing for our boys over there. They're, uh, they've been with us since the beginning, and it was uh, relatively towards the beginning of their own podcast as well, but they've been with us since the beginning uh, of the morning show 
and uh, taking care of our Friday slot for us. And now, you know, we got we got new jobs, we got new uh, marriages about to happen, and I believe one of them is moving away. And just through the feasibility, they, they said they just don't think they'll be able to continue. Uh, at least definitely not in a, in a weekly capacity as we would need. So, uh, it was it was their decision that they'll be kind of stepping away from Back Row Radio. Which is a bummer. Uh, not only because I just ordered a whole bunch of stickers with their logo on it that I still have. And now... Uh, won't be able to give away, but, <laughs> uh, but because they are two fantastic guys and very talented, the shows are always very, uh, entertaining and I'm sure I'll have a lot more to say about them next week. Uh, they're going to send us a little clip, uh, uh, saying goodbye for our morning show to air. Uh, so I'll, I'll save my, my niceties for then. Uh, but for now, uh, we're going to miss them. So make sure you tune in tomorrow to hear the final episode. We'll probably air it again the following week, just in case anybody didn't see it. And because we're still working on uh, our, our, our new project that's going to fill in for them, it probably won't be ready for a while. Uh, so we'll fill in at least one extra week with, uh, with that show, too. So you can hear it either tomorrow or next Friday. Uh, but it'll be their final episode. Stick around for that. Uh, Saturday, Saturday morning, we got Saturday morning cartoons kicking off at 8 a.m. Eastern. <coughs> Pardon me. We got the split on Saturday kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern, which is three separate two-hour blocks. The first two-hour blocks, the first two-hour block is our uh, dance dance block, the back row dance party, all dance, EDM, remixes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, the second block starting at 9 p.m. Eastern is our rap block, all the best Christian hip-hop and rap from yesterday and today. And beginning at not no 11 p.m. Eastern time is back row but louder, which is, gosh, just some of the screamiest heavy metalist music you've ever heard, all from amazing Christian artists. So stick around for that too this weekend. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio. Join our Facebook community back row baptist church by going to brbchurch.com or searching brb church on facebook that is it for the show final word for the day is uh cherish your friends and realize how much uh you rely on them because i really wish mo was here this week (laughs) that's it for today's show if you need us we'll be in the back bye